Welcome to Students Incorporated, a podcast exploring the topics of business, education, technology, and design. I'm your host, Mr. Jason. Join me weekly as my team and I produce content that's informative, positive, fun, and uplifting. Episodes include student conversations, interviews with thought leaders, and inspirational stories with an international flavor. This podcast is created and produced with the help of students from the International Community School of Bangkok. In today's episode, we welcome Mrs. Anisha, an experienced marketing professional with almost 20 years of experience, having learned the ins and outs of the industry from the ground up at places like Leo Burnett and others. We also welcome a guest student co-host named Highlight. Premi joins us as our other student co-host. Stay tuned as we get into some exciting and inspirational discussions about life journeys, what it takes to make it, and of course, some marketing 101 tips. But before we jump into our first segment, let's hear our quote of the day and get some headline news. Our quote of the day comes from U.S. President Abraham Lincoln. He said, the best way to predict the future is to create it. This quote emphasizes the importance of having determination and persistence when it comes to making your dreams a reality, a reality that you are creating a future you want and not just dreaming about. And now onto some marketing news. Our first marketing news headline comes from the great city of London. If you want to learn about marketing, then why not attend the Festival of Marketing? This event is called the unmissable marketing event of the year. However, tickets have already sold out, so it looks like many of us will miss it. According to their website, the Festival of Marketing is an event hosted by Marketing Week and brings together experts in marketing from around the world. Even though tickets for the 2023 event have sold out, rest assured, next year's Festival of Marketing will be bigger and better. I've got to believe so since some of the event's partners are TikTok, HubSpot, Vimeo, Salesforce, Nielsen, and Amazon. And here's some more news from the UK. Due to a stagnant economy in the UK, ITV streaming network, ITVX, has seen a loss in its viewership in advertisers. While the losses have not been significant, it does underscore a shift in the optimism that ITV CEO displayed back in July. It also was a symptom of the less favorable economic outlook in the UK during the second half of 2023. ITV's advertising efforts to try to boost their viewership have been successful, but not enough to bring more attention to the television network. Network's linear channels, which is a cause for concern for ITV's marketing team. And finally, another event focused on marketing and advertising will be happening in New York City, October 15th through October 19th, and it's called the Advertising Week New York. Similar to the Festival of Marketing, Advertising Week will host a multitude of events and speakers with plenty of time to network. It will be located at Penn District in New York City. With over 600 speakers present and more than 1,200 attendees, the conference is designated to inspire ideas, promote innovation, and build and strengthen new and old connections. Attendees can choose from over 400 different sessions and will have access to marketing professionals for advice and networking. And that ends our marketing news for this segment. If marketing is your industry or you've got interest in marketing, there are plenty of opportunities both offline and online to get connected. Now moving into our first segment, I'm excited to kick off this segment with Mrs. Anisha. Premi, go ahead and get us started. Welcome to the show, Mrs. Anisha. Could you introduce yourself and then tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. Uh, So my name is Anisha. As you said, um, I'm a marketing strategist and consultant. So basically what that means is I help come up with the strategy for different brands and I help consult different brands on how they should do their marketing, uh, how they should plan it, how they should execute it, what tools they should use, 
what channels they should use, uh, things like that to achieve their business goals. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. And can you share a bit about your educational background and then what influenced your decision to pursue a career in marketing? Okay, so my educational background is very similar to all of you. I went to an international school in Bangkok as well. And then I went to school um, at Clark University, which is close to Boston in Massachusetts in the U.S. Uh, then I came back. My initial decision in life was not to be in marketing mm. at all. <laughs> but I went to school. So I come from a, a business background. Uh, my parents were entrepreneurs. I always had in my mind that I wanted to be an entrepreneur or I wanted to be I wanted to grow some business. I just didn't know what. Big dreams, but no direction, right? So, um, but when I came back to Thailand, my first job um, was in a big advertising agency. And that's what completely changed my life. I was very lucky because most people don't know what they want to do, even sometimes in their 40s and 50s. Uh, I found a spark and a passion very quickly in that first job that completely changed my direction. Mm, that sounds like one of your pivotal moments. Absolutely, which we, we can get into later. Yeah. Um, I used to, a little bit about internships, I used to do a lot of internships yeah. um, in everything. So I used to be a photographer. Uh, I would do event coordinating. I would do all sorts of things. And it just gave me an opportunity to explore so many different avenues that showed me what I liked and what I didn't like. Mm -hmm. Would you call yourself as like an opportunistic person who's always ready to explore? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think you should ever be in a position where you're offered something and you immediately say no. Yeah. Even if you don't think you'll like it, especially at this age, like in high school, in college, do it anyway. Explore everything anyway. Um, even if the job seems so basic, so menial, like it doesn't matter. The key is to, and this is the key that I run life with, is to get rid of your ego and just try it first. Yeah. Um, that idea altogether got me to become uh, a photographer in a musical magazine right out of like while I was in college, ran out of high school for summer. I was the official, I was one of the photographers for MTV Magazine, which you guys probably don't know what that is <laughs> in this day and age. <laughs> but that just came from trying different things. Yeah, that sounds like an amazing mindset to be in. So circling back to your internship opportunities a little, what was your first job or internship like? And how did that experience shape your early career? So I started working my first jobs when I was in middle school. Ego is a good thing if it drives you to do things. I worked almost every summer because I always wanted to earn my own money. Don't get me wrong. I had, I, I grew up in a very, uh, I was very lucky to grow in a very fortunate family. Just like you guys, I went to an international school, had a very good education. But I was also taught that you can have the lifestyle you want. You can build the life that you want, but you have to build it. You can't sit still. So I did everything. My first job ever was in telemarketing. I sat in the basement of a hotel, well, picking up and making cold calls. I was very young. I was probably too young to take that job. <laughs> I won't say how old I was because they'll get in trouble. Um, but I was very young and I did it anyway. Because I just 
I wanted to do something. I wanted to learn. I wanted to just get my hands and my toes in different things. Wow! It seems like before, prior to getting your um, prior to getting into like the marketing industry, you've dipped your toes in several pools, right? Yes, including the uh, cold contacting opportunity that you mentioned. Yep. Yeah, so I would like to ask: Could you highlight some pivotal moments or key opportunities that allowed you to grow in your career? Sure. So uh, that first job was a huge pivotal moment for me, <laughs> huge, and that started turning me into another direction altogether. Um, I also had a few other pivotal moments. So one major one was a few years after I started working, uh, I went back to grad school. And when I went back to grad school, a lot of I, I knew that what I loved to do was work, but I had made a commitment to my parents because they wanted me to get a PhD. Actually, but I said, okay, we'll settle with an MBA, and uh, because I was having so much fun working. And halfway through my MBA, my clients kept calling and asking me, "When are you coming?" And I just I love what I did. I was doing events. I was doing marketing. I got to do some of the. Events for some of the best brands in the world, just because I was coordinating events for them and like mm-hmm. crew doing production and stuff for them, they were like, "Hey, when are you coming back?" Because I created a good relationship with them. So halfway through grad school, I started Savant. So in the middle of grad school, I didn't drop out. That second year in grad school, um, I'll tell you, I barely slept. So I I went to school full time, and I worked full time. I suffered, but. It was it was fun, but it was very very hard work. I don't know if I would suggest that to anyone. Um, and I had a lot of help, but that was another pivotal moment. I would like to say that I had small pivotal moments along the way in increments, and I don't think that will ever end um, because you never know what life will hand you. You can only do your best in really just taking that situation and flying with it the best you can. I've had a lot of these. Mo- I, I mean, I've had moments where, you know, I'm I'm riding high, and doing really well in business, and then I have other moments where I look at my client roster a month from now because my projects are ending, and I look at my bank account and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have gotten a job. Like this is, you know, so so you will go through these moments where it changes your direction, um, and I think the key there is to just never stop learning and just keep going. But but yeah, that. First job, different opportunities that I've been given, also have pivoted me in different areas, uh, and and we can talk about that more when I think we're going to talk about. I'll explain to you what I've done in the marketing era, and then you'll see that they were all pivotal moments that shifted me through. Yeah, I'm very very excited for that. And thank you for sharing. Well, that like grad grad school that must be that must have been really crazy for you. It was. It was so fun. It was so hard. I looked like a panda for. <laughs> I had no sleep. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would suggest it, right? <laughs> but it taught me that hard work pays off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it taught it got me a pivotal moment. Yeah, yeah. And now, like more um, diving into the working or marketing industry, many listeners, I'm sure, are curious about the different roles within marketing. So, could you share what various positions you've held and what experiences they were like? Sure. So, and these are all pivots, right? Yeah. <laughs> the question before. So, I started that first job. I worked at a company called Leo Burnett, which is a big global advertising agency here. 
in their PR department. And that's when I realized PR is not my thing. But I was at that job for a little while and the office was two floors. The PR department was upstairs. Right. And I would do the work and then I would hang, come down and hang out with the strategy guys. And, and the people who did activations, which is like activities, events, boots, you know, things like that. And I realized that I got here not to be upstairs. So I did PR for a while. From PR, I started doing events and event productions. So working with the same clients, but just a different business unit of more, or a different side of marketing. Um, from there, uh, during grad school is when social media started. This sounds so old. <laughs> so in 2009 is when they started doing EDM. EDM, not the music, guys. Uh, EDM is in email database mailing, like big that you see with MailChimp mm -hmm. and, and different apps now. That's when it started. People, companies used to charge two, three hundred thousand baht to one client just to do their emails. Uh, and when people didn't know how to do social media, the bigger agencies would sell it. We would execute it for them. Like 2000, yeah, 2009, 2010, that's when the social media marketing really started, right? So that was another pivotal moment. It went from offline to online. And then throughout, because I had started doing so many facets of this one industry, I started to realize that I, I could pull in teams to do the execution. And then I stepped back and I started doing consulting and strategy because very few people have had their hands actually in so many different facets of one industry that they could actually see the big picture. Right. So then that's when I stepped back and I said, okay, now I'm going to start drawing up the plans. You guys do it. Right. So, so there were a few, few different things. Yeah. Have like a quick add-on question that I'd like to ask. So you sure. mentioned how in 2009, it was like the era of digitization, right? Shifting to like digital and online marketing. So what are your thoughts on like omni-channel digital marketing methods? Uh, omni-channel is something that has been around for a while. Yeah. Um, I dare say most companies think they know what omni-channel is, but they haven't really adopted it yet 100%. And that is also because a lot of the technology that companies have adopted is, is still separated into different parts and some things still can be integrated and some not. So so let's go back. Uh, Omnichannel, if we're talking about the same thing with the same definition, is having a system where all channels integrate into one and, yes. and that you can manage whatever's coming in, your leads, your marketing, sales, everything, and answer and be able to track it on one source. Right. Right? So looking at that, there are very few companies that are actually doing that on one screen, in one program. They're still doing it separate. They're trying to integrate it and it's taking time, but technology also plays a big part because every single country um, or, or application that comes out doesn't support every language just yet. So it takes time to integrate, right? Just like AI now, which we can get into later, it's taking time to integrate in Thailand, whereas in English, it's gone 70%, 80% more. Right. So, Daily. yeah. So Omnichannel is great. It's important. It's extremely productive and efficient for companies. Um, but it's taking time to adjust and adapt because it takes a certain amount of digitization and change in the culture of those companies. 
and the way of working. So like looking back on your journey, are there like any specific challenges or obstacles you faced that ultimately helped you in your professional career? Oh, so many. When you don't have clients, you run. The difference, I think, being in a, in a, in a corporate setting and owning a, a company is you ride the waves like a roller coaster. And there's no question of having ups and downs. There's nowhere, nobody who rides high all the time. You have, you have to hit those hard pitfalls. Um, and I think in those moments are the moments that you either fall and get right up and develop yourself to win better the next time, or it's going to be tough. So there have been many, many pivotal moments. I don't think I could explain. I guess COVID was one. Uh, for sure. So COVID for me, just to, as an example, was somewhere was a situation where most brands were cutting back their budgets. I thought differently. I thought, great, nobody's advertising now. So if you spend less dollars to advertise, you'd get to people more because nobody dares to do that. My mindset was a bit different, but not everybody agreed. Uh, there were some clients that agreed, but obviously everybody was making much less during COVID, right? So it was either you took that time to develop yourself to be even better from when people are ready or you just sat there right? and you fell behind when everything else opened up. And I took that moment where people needed help the most to help them where I could. And what it did for me was, one, I came out and I was much better developed because I took that time to learn new things that were coming out. <laughs> um, secondly, I took that time to help people who needed it most. For example, businesses that did not have an online presence and had no clue. You have moments in life, I think, where you know better than somebody else as to how to get through this situation and you will have moments where you're the one who needs help. Right. That was the moment where I could help. So that's what I did. So in every, I, I feel like every pivotal moment is either one that teaches you a lesson or it's going to draw you back. You have to pick which way to go. Yeah, I agree. And that's really insightful. Thank you so much. Thanks. And how would you describe success or your journey in reaching success? Uh, a roller coaster, mm -hmm. upside down. I can imagine. A roller coaster. <laughs> I don't think it's ever smooth. Mm -hmm. And if you have the mindset that that can be fun, then it's fine. Yeah. Um, can see it's not always fun. Mm -hmm. That's like really looking up the clouds at like sunshine. <laughs> uh, um, but I think if you think it's going to be a straight line, it absolutely is not. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's also important as to how you define success. Right. I yeah. think it's very skewed. In the beginning, you think, oh, I'll work for a big company. And then once you get there, it's something else. And then once you get there, it's something else. Mm -hmm. I think you have to be very careful to define your definition of success for yourself and, and then get there. Right. And then once you get there, it will it will change also. Yeah. Uh, I totally agree that you should have like a set clear cut goal, maybe like it sometimes doesn't have to always be clear cut, but you just have to have an idea or get grasp of what you're aiming towards. Yeah. Yeah. So um, marketing is such a fast paced industry. I think you would agree with that. And with new trends and technologies coming out all the time, how does someone stay current and innovative in this, this type of environment? Uh, you have to never stop learning. Sorry for the ones who don't like to. <laughs> well, uh, well, let me put it this way. I was one person where in school I wasn't that motivated. I won't say that. I was I was motivated in some areas to learn and in other areas not. Um, but I, I still did what I had to do, okay? But the thing is that you have to know that you will have to keep learning because 
the world changes, technology changes. If you're going to stick in just who you are, imagine if I didn't update or learn anything between the day I graduated until now, I would be a dinosaur. Like nobody would ever hire me because all I would know would be magazines that people no longer print and billboards and like ads. You know, it, it doesn't work that way. Right. So right. you have to go with the times and stay ahead. Um, that is the only way. Yeah. I have a quick question to add on. Like, how do you cultivate that sense of always wanting to strive to become like an active learner? You look at what's practical and who you want to be yeah. and what's necessary and you just do it. I, I don't think I'm the type of person where it's like, oh, I'm the special person where I'm like never lazy and I'm always motivated and I get up and like there's sunshine. I'm human, right? Like everybody's human. Let's be real. But at the end of the day, you have to know to look a little bit more long term as to why you're doing things and what gets you there. And I think that if you have that longer term mindset, mm -hmm. it gets you there much faster. Right. I, I, I think motivation is one thing, but it's also short lived. I think it's understanding and like living day to day with understanding of where you want to be. Um, and doing what you have to do to get there. Thank you so much. And now as we end this first segment, could you share with us what kind of advice you'd give to high school students who may be interested in marketing? One, I guess, like I said, just never stop learning. Mm -hmm. Two, if you want to get into marketing, explore it. Right. Like I said, explore different things. Explore. Marketing is huge. There's so many facets to marketing. Um, there's advertising, there's PR, there's activation, there's like, there's so many things. There's engineers are involved now, right? There's so many different facets. Like, are you going to be a creative? Are you going to be, you know, it's right. So explore it. Touch everything. Try everything. Walk up to somebody and say, hey, like, can I help you with this? Can I get involved in that? Just raise your hand yeah, and go out there and try things. Notice how you feel when you're in it, right? And, right. and, then, and then slowly explore different facets. You never know. That's really powerful. Thank you so much. And if you really want to learn about marketing and like the overriding concept and the different facets of marketing, there's no better place you can go than Mr. Jason's class. That concludes our first segment. We'll be right back with more marketing talk with Mrs. Anisha after this short announcement from Highlight about her student-led organization named Source of Success. Source of Success, our organization aims to inspire and empower our audience through our interview series, providing insight into the lives of entrepreneurs, idols, celebrities, and many more. Our organization aims to showcase how they define success in their own terms to the audience. As a student-led organization, the interview questions tackle problems we, as the younger generation, face or will face in the future making our series more palatable to the younger generation. Source of Success aims for people to define and discover their own calling of success and hope to see everyone develop into the best version of themselves. And we're back with part two with Mrs. Anisha. Okay, so what do you believe are the key components of an effective marketing strategy? There are so many different things here, right? Um, but I think the key, the absolute key components is, one, you have to know your product. 
you have to know where your product brings value. Basically, what it serves for people, right? Where it gives value to people. Secondly, the actually, this should be the first thing. The, the other thing that is an absolute key component is you have to know who your target market is. You have to know who you're talking to and you have to know what touches them, right? So if I'm talking to you, Highlight, and you feel like, and, and I'm talking to you about soda and you don't like soda, I'm not supposed to be talking to you, right? I, right. I'm, I'm wasting dollars and, and time now mm-hmm. and, and assets talking to you. Whereas if I'm talking to somebody else and they like sodas, now I've got to know what they like and what they like about it to be able to communicate the values that my product has that matches what they want. It's that finding a match. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Right? Mm -hmm. Then once you find that match, you have to find the right channels. Where are these people? Right? Uh, You have to know how you're going to talk to them, what attracts them visually. Right? So these are some of the key components that you have to make sure you almost have a checklist of. At the end of the day, regardless of how fast the industry moves, the marketing industry moves, or being in marketing, the one key that everybody needs to understand is at the end of the day, the person you are speaking to, whether it's through a screen, through a podcast, or whatever, is still a human being. Our brains, we're still Neanderthals. We're still cavemen. (laughs) I'm serious. We are, we are. But it's true. Because enter in a yeah, you're still mm-hmm. conversing with somebody who has those same emotions right. that we had thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. We're just human. We're still human. Yeah, and just the tools have changed. Right. So you don't have to going back to to also keeping up. Right. You can keep up to know the tools, mm-hmm. but understand that you're not going to lose it if you're not up on the absolute latest thing all the time. Don't stress yourself out. Yeah. You're still talking to human beings. Mm-hmm. As long as you know that, you're good. Mm-hmm. The rest is how how to communicate now. Right. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But yeah, for sure. We're still, like, at the end of the day, we're still all human. Now, I'm really intrigued. Can you share an example of a successful marketing campaign you were, were involved in? And what were the key elements that made it successful, the ones you touched on before? Oh, that's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I say that is because I work in some, some marketing uh, specialists work in one industry. Right. Uh, I do not. I believe and, and I don't think there's a right and wrong. Just the, the way I work as a consultant, I feel like the best practices for one industry usually come from another one. Oh, uh, and really usually the way it works is we bring something that's being used in another industry for like the past 10 years. And you use it in like a different industry and they're like, wow, that's so new. <laughs> so um, I, I guess there's many, many different things I could talk about here. Um, recently, I'm not allowed to talk about clients. So, so recently uh, it, was a, it was something to do with clothing, a type of clothing. Uh, we rebranded it after about over 60 years. New brand, new launch, everything. Yeah. Um, it took time. It's still taking time. These things are not overnight successes. But slowly now, we are seeing a completely new group of people coming onto this brand that has been around for 60 odd years and they had no clue that this brand existed because this brand used to be very popular when it first came out. 
The problem is they stopped doing marketing and advertising in those the past 30 odd years because their numbers were great. So they were like, we can keep selling to these older people. The problem is these older people now, some of them no longer exist. Literally. <laughs> right? And they're getting older and older and older and they're no longer the target market if the business wants to survive. Yes. So we had to rebrand the business completely, almost completely, using the legendary aspects that this brand already had mm -hmm. and adapting it to this generation and capturing a whole new market and regrowing it in today's world. And now, only now, after 14, 15 months of launching it, we're starting to see the snowball go. Wow. Right? And th this project was in the works for well over a year. It takes time. Oh, it's so fun because you literally, so this industry is very interesting. Everything you see outside in the world literally came from an idea that somebody came up with randomly, either like having coffee, taking a shower in a meeting room, like yelling at their kids, like just something or like just playing with their friends or literally came from somebody's head and now is out in the world and you get to watch it grow. It's, it's so fun if that's what you like. Right? It's amazing. It's so cool to see how you can harness the power of creativity and integrate that into diff various marketing campaigns, right? And it's also important to see that the theme here is that you can't always maintain the status quo, but you also have to learn to step out of the comfort zone and renew your brand, as stated. Yeah, so I would like to move on and ask you, could you talk about the importance of the term marketing mix and what it means? Sure. So we had a question earlier where we talked about the components of an effective marketing campaign. Yes. The marketing mix is exactly that. Uh, it's basically breaking down the things that you must know, you must create, you must have a checklist for, which are the basics, right? Whether you're talking about the four Ps or the seven Ps, you know, whatever it is, they are all essential elements that you need to know in building a marketing campaign mm -hmm. or a strategy. Okay, some things you will be doing in marketing, something is it, it will be it will be moved over or you have to work with other departments like sales or business development. But they're all things that are extremely important in creating a marketing strategy um, and a sales strategy to go out. Yeah, that's that's really insightful. And now that we're touching, like if we could touch on what you said earlier about like how like it's just like a person's idea from literally anywhere or like whatever they were doing. How does that idea, how would you break down like a product from that concept to market? Like how, what does the product journey look like? Okay. So let's say you have a product, any product, right? right? Um, I don't know, a phone. And first you have to know what your product is, right? Like I said, what your product is, where this product brings value, who's going to see value in it. For example, if today I was... Uh, advertising a phone and this phone has an amazing camera who's your target and we have to look at how much this phone costs too right right mm -hmm. so if the phone is you know like a $1,200 or like a 40 50,000 baht phone it's probably not something you're going to advertise to high schoolers or new jobbers right although there are some crazy new jobbers out there 
will finance their phones for 12 months to pay for something to take photos and put it on Instagram, right? But my point is, you have to know who that attracts. Mm. So this phone has an amazing camera. Who are you going to talk to? People love pictures. Correct. Pictures. Are you going to talk to them about the different specs? Are they an engineer? No, you're going to talk to them about how amazing they are. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? And then you have to figure out where these people are. What social media are they on? Where do they hang out? What do they read? What do they watch? Right, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So now you have your product. You have what's valuable in your product, which I only gave one example. One product I'm sure has many valuables, many target markets that you have to separate out. You have to figure out what attracts these target markets that matches your product. Uh-huh. Then figure out the, what you're going to say right. to make these people understand that, hey, my product has this, which is what you want. Right. And then that connection for you talked about, right? Yeah. And then you make that connection and mm-hmm. you figure out, great, now how am I going to get them to hear me? Where are these people? Right. How do I talk to them? How do I capture their attention? Then we get into what's called the customer journey. Right. So how do we take them from they've seen our product now, they're aware. How do we get them to engage with us? How do we ultimately, through the customer journey, take them from just awareness to engaging with them to converting them into a customer? How do we get them to talk about our product? Right. So that's how you kind of strategically think about these things. Yeah, I totally agree that it's important to kind of paraphrase the qualities of the product so that it fits and aligns and with your target market, right? Sorry. And sometimes it's not just the product. Uh, it's your brand. Yes. It's the product aspects. There are emotional connections between moments where people use the product and create happiness or is it something that they want. So there's many different facets you can touch on just having going from product to market. Yeah, I think it's important to recognize the connotation associated with the branding also. Yeah, so I'd like to ask, how should a person or company prioritize and allocate resources within a marketing strategy to achieve the best return on investment or ROI? This is a great question. Hmm. Okay, the first thing I'm going to say is if you're a small company and you're starting out, don't try to advertise like you're Coca-Cola or Apple. Mm -hmm. You will drown very, very quickly. And the reason why I say this is because they are on billboards, they are on ads, but they have, they didn't start off that way. They have enough now to be able to do that and flood every street because they started off as a small company and they grew. So first you have to look at what your priority is first. If you're a small company, if you're a small brand, starting out with new products, the first thing you need to do is you need to make sure you have the right target market that is going to buy from you and stay with you, right? Right. So not only are you thinking about just selling products, you're thinking about how to create fans. Mm. Like loyal customer base. Absolutely. Right. Right. So when you think about that, because at the end of the day, the company priority when, when a brand first starts out is obviously to become profitable. You can have a great brand. If it's bleeding, it's not going to last very long. I never tell small brands to go into big advertising right away. I will say do whatever you can without spending money on advertising first. Because the moment you take the money, the ads, like paid ads, paid advertising out of the factor, people become much more creative. And once they become creative, 
Right. And that like, like gets out of the like the normal box and that's even more creative. Absolutely. Get on TikTok. Yeah. Get on YouTube. Right. Do these things. And then once you finish that, then look into what else you can do. So first of all, one, you have to figure out where your ROIs are, where your ROIs stand, what your KPIs are, and then figure out, great, now this is where I have to be from a business perspective. How do I get my product and market it so that I make these numbers and then match it with that marketing mix? Everything like is connected. Everything connects. Yeah, everything connects. Oh, wow. That's really cool. And like, yeah, definitely. Like if you're starting off, right, then you can't, you're not going to be able to market like a big company has because all like everywhere, everyone starts from that small point. But it's just that they're there now and they can like allocate more resources towards that. Yes. Be fine with it. Yeah. So let me just mm-hmm. add on. Yeah. Very quickly. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you an example, right? Yeah. Today, if you were a massive global company, spending millions right. to be on billboards is not going to hurt you being a small company if you start off that way yeah your budget for a whole year is gone right and you're probably in debt Mm -hmm. that's probably not the smartest way to market your products right Mm -hmm. but you're going to look to do free things Mm. right and that like enhance like creativity right because you're looking to for ways that won't hurt your budget but so that's creative ways of marketing as well but you're still reaching your target market you're still engaging them. Right. They're still converting. Uh-huh. You don't have to. There are creative ways to do it. Right. And so checks all the boxes that you need to do. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And now as we end our final segment, we'd love to hear you some advice about how a company or a person can enhance their brand by doing a few small, simple things. We touched on this too. But what would those things be? There's a couple of things. <laughs> and it will be different from before. Right. One, really get to know your customers. The amount that you can understand them. And when I understand when I say understand them, I don't mean at the surface level. Right. Like really understand their emotions, how they feel in the moment when they're using your products or services. How can you improve on that? How do you make a lasting impression? By doing the little, little things along that along their way or along the journey their journey uh, when they're involved in services and products. That, yeah. that you want to market, right? right. So for example, let's say you have a restaurant or like a coffee shop. What little things can you do to, one, make them fall in love with you more? <laughs> right? Right. Two, get them to talk about you. Yes. So what are they doing? One, you're creating loyalty. Mm. Two, how do you get them to market for you or look at that that's crazy right that's, that's genius that's three mm-hmm. maybe you can upsell them and make even more right just these three things alone mm-hmm. don't worry about doing everything at once right. work on these little things for example if you have a coffee shop mm-hmm. right can you put up little things on the wall where they'll want to go and they'll want to take a photo can you put something in your coffee where they're going to want to Instagram it or like take Right, yeah. Are they going to, you know what I mean? Little things. Can you say something or put a smiley face on their coffee cup so that they feel like, oh, this is so nice. Right. And you put their name on it or you put little stickers, like something, right? Yeah. Make it a policy to get to know your customers. When they walk up to you, make it a point to say, you want this today, right? <laughs> like just yeah. little, it doesn't cost anything. It does not. And it can go a long way. Now you've got loyalty, Mm -hmm. you've got them marketing for you, 
didn't have to do a thing. Well, you did, but you didn't pay anything. <laughs> right. Yeah, these like little things can definitely go a long way. And that's really powerful. Thank you so, so, so much for joining us again. We're so honored to have you here on the podcast. And thank you, Source of Success, as well, for collaborating with us on this episode. And thank you so much again. And with that great advice, we have run out of time. Thanks again, Mrs. Anisha, for sharing some insider insight and a lot of information about the world of marketing. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you. As we end this episode, we'd like to say thank you again to Mrs. Anisha for joining us on this fun journey through the topic of marketing. Stay tuned for our next episode as we'll be focusing on the topic of technology. As always, this podcast would not be possible without the hard work and support of our international student production team. All music and sound effects are courtesy of Pixabay.com, a vibrant community of creatives sharing copyright-free images, videos, and music. And we are signing off until next time. We are Students Incorporated because your voice matters.